0: Welcome to Drew versus the World This is Drew Russell World, a podcast about living, loving, laughing, getting inspiration through information. Today we have on the podcast CO McLean of the No Advisory Podcast. How you doing, bro?
1: I'm good, man. How you doing?
0: Good. I can't complain. Um, first and foremost, you're a co-Brooklynite. Um, I don't know if that's yes. what we call each other, but I was like initially when I heard you, I was like, Oh, this dude's from Brooklyn. I was like, <laughs> you can vibe. like you in the nineties. Exactly. You you in the nineties, you already know what it is. You know, um, jerk chicken and gunfights. That's all it is. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> gunshot, gunshot. <laughs> I was this funny thing. I was telling my my peoples about. Um, there was a time where they used to have like reggae basement parties. I don't know if you've been to one of those. Plenty, <laughs> plenty. And you just you just get on a wall. You do you know things things happen. You know. <laughs> you you go in there fresh. You come out there soaked. At like six o'clock in the morning, and it's like the sun's out. <laughs> right don't you right you go
1: in there and it mess you up because you go in there nighttime peak nighttime hours you come out everybody eating breakfast walking around go you like whoa whoa did i go to sleep yeah new york ain't nothing like those those basement vibes back in those days man
0: nothing like it yeah it's a beautiful thing man um but you do you um we have a little like new part of the podcast it's called the quarantine check-in So the okay. quarantine check in is basically like a me- I call it like a mental health check in to see how everybody's doing in these quarantine times. Um so if you had a word to describe your time in quarantine, like what would you, what word would you use and why?
1: Well, for quarantine one word to describe it, I would mm-hmm. say troublesome. Mm okay, yeah, I would say troublesome. Uh-huh. The reason why I say troublesome because I'm an active individual. So me being Confined to being in the house and staying away is like an open jail for me. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, minus the bars, you always be in jail, brother. Minus the bars, Jay said that. Well, I feel like yep. that right now in quarantine, <laughs> you know. Um, luckily, is is letting up, you know, a little bit, so maybe to move around a little bit more. But yeah, one word I would say troublesome. But um, I'm not. I, you know, it's just life. You gotta get through it, maneuver, adapt, and keep pushing forward, man. But yeah, f COVID,
0: shit, yeah, man. man. I'm it's, tired of it, man. It's, it's it's definitely I'm I'm definitely an extrovert type of person. I like to mm-hmm. like move and like do what I want to do. Like now right. all these restrictions, it's to me as well. It's just been like dampening like my. I mean, at one point I was just like, okay, let me just go through it. You know, just a couple months off. You know, it gave me time to just chill in the house, like be right. stable. Now I'm just getting antsy, just scratching like like a fiend trying to go outside.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, for the most part, you know, it kind of for for people that active and extrovert, like you say, it kind of give us that sense of calmness that mm-hmm. we need it and reflect on a lot of things. But then it's but so much time you can sit there and be like, OK, I'm going to sit there. and cool. Like for the first probably two, two months, I was cool. You know, my yeah. wife had me on a restriction. I couldn't do <laughs> nothing. So I was like, OK. So once that restriction was lifted a little bit, I was like, OK, maybe to go and do certain yeah. things. But yeah, man, I, it's just troublesome, man. It's, you know, and I don't see it. Uh. As long as this guy is in the presidency, I don't like to mention his name. But I don't know who your what your political beliefs are. But uh, <laughs> as long as this guy in the presidency, man, I don't know when this is going to come to a head. Honestly,
0: yeah. Honest. Honestly, I, it's funny that you say that because I'm real. Like, I'm like, what is happening to America? Not just like on that side, but mm-hmm. on our on like the opposite opposite like the opposite side too is kind of like fuck too. Because right. you have like now you have to choose the best of two evils, and right. I don't think I don't think our our world, our America, should be like that. But right. you know, it's not created for us anyway, so we're just right. here. We're right. just here in like in the wave of whatever happens, happens. You know, we just gotta. That's why I loved, loved, love. Like there was a big like two months ago when you know all that stuff started happening. There was a big push on like being. Getting back to just focusing on Black marketing, Black, Mm -hmm. like all these different things to make our own society and our own wealth and build that inside our own community. I was like, damn. But I feel like now, I don't know what's happening, but I feel like it's lining up a lot. Yeah. I'm lining up a lot.
1: Yeah. It's just, and I was talking to somebody the other day, it's just like, um, like it it was just a fad, right? It was just here now, everybody's all... Into it, yeah, let's go, let's go. And I was telling, I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, it's just watch, give it about a couple of weeks. You ain't gonna hear nothing, about it. Gonna die down. Another agenda's gonna be pushed. So you know, you just got as an individual, you gotta keep your circle and whatever that you're doing within that circle, and keep that pushing and worry about what everybody else, you know. And you create your own train, create your own following, you know. So that's how I kind of look at it. That's how I kind of move. I don't really. I see it, I look and see what the outside world is doing, but you know, other than that, me and my circle, we just pushing
0: ahead. We don't we, anybody tag along when they want to tag along. Yeah, I respect that. Um, so is there any anything new skills or anything you learned during quarantine that you know you was you kind of will take outside of it? Like anything like any fitness, any like pivoting your business, anything like that? Fitness, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about fitness, bro. (laughs) I
1: think that's, that's that was on the back burner. (laughs) That's one thing. I don't know about that, but I mean, with quarantine, because I I got my own brand, so quarantine really, um, it it really locked me in back into my brand because I kind of put it on a back burner when I was doing a no advisory thing. And, you know, that was moving and I was kind of lost track of like, you know, my baby or my other baby, which was my clothing brand. So if I was there, you know, answer to answer that question, I would just say just picking back up my clothing brand and and getting that to where it needs to be. So, you know, that was a blessing in disguise. So that's one thing I think COVID for was just, you know, realigning myself back with my brand and um, getting that back to where it needs to be. So, yeah, shout out to COVID for that. Other than
0: that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of everybody to kind of like pivot, you know? Like, right. every, if, if you were like a brick and mortar, you actually had a store, you had to like transition to, you know, some type of technology. Like, even people, when we were talking about a little bit about fitness, even people that, you know, had gyms and different like places that you would have to go, like CrossFit and all that, they were starting to do online classes or right. you had online where they had like Skype sessions and Zoom sessions. Everybody and the mother was using Zoom for everything, like just right. connecting. I feel like it even brought you kind of close to your family because you either had to stay with them all the time or they're reaching out right. more. they're like, you good? You good? Like everybody good? Like just making right. sure everybody's staying safe and stuff like that. So I think it, to your point, fuck it for all the like the, the things that took away from us, but I think mm-hmm. it also added value to us too, that will like our generation will always remember, and I, and I think it will even drip down to the next generation. How like how people have to wash their hands, how people are more cleanly, right. a little, at least a little bit more clean now, and how we're right. using technology now to like our benefit. Because you know, children that are in, that are home using their tablets, that's just gonna mm-hmm. c- continue. We're gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger now. Like people, right. like virtual virtual schooling is gonna be huge in the next like five years.
1: But then on the flip side of that, it also people are more complacent now. They're getting more lazy. Uh, I I read a study that domestic violence was up in numbers, you know, then, you know, because just just imagine. Right. You got to just break it down a scenario right quick. You were a girl for about three months and before COVID, you know, you never noticed the little intricacies that she may or may not have. You know, so one of the biggest thing during this time is cooking. So then you're like, wait a mm-hmm. no minute, this girl can't really cook. Like, I was swindled this whole time. So that's cause for domestic violence. Dudes probably get angry like, yo, we need to cook. We can't. So, I mean, yo, you got to look at the flip side of it. All that stuff is good, you know. But um, you always got to think about the flip side. Like, I just mm-hmm. known just from talking with people and just relying Heavily now on technology, is just now some people were already sunk in a, a sunken place with it. So now yeah. it's like a knee deep in the trenches and really can't get out of it now. Like just being on your phones a lot, people was already doing that. But now it's just like to a, it's on another level now. So, I mean, it, you know, you got to weigh the good and the bad with what mm-hmm. comes with, you know, a pandemic. So, yeah. That's <laughs>
2: crazy. This-
0: True as fuck, though. (laughs) Definitely the phones thing. I feel like I'm on my phone probably if 24 hours in a day, probably, what, 12 hours maybe at least. You got an iPhone? Yep, I know. I was just about to tell you. I was like, go check that. Check that screen screen time. time. (laughs) That should have
1: brought you right back to life. You'd be like,
0: (laughs) Like, oh.
1: (laughs) 40, 60 hours? Yo. (laughs) I saw my phone the other day. I was like, nah, let me stop. Because, I mean, I was on the phone you know before this a lot but now it's like you say od like because it's just i'm od so sometimes i gotta be like yo let me take a break because whoa it's like and I, I it was this thing somebody had posted about social media um about how it's um affecting like people's brains and thoughts process and things of that nature. It was crazy, like just the the amount of it's a Netflix special, it's called um, I think social something. Social, yeah,
0: know. I know what you're
1: talking about. Social distancing or something like that. Oh yeah, something like that. It, it was it was deep, yo. And I was like, Whoa, like I gotta really uh get off this phone, you know. But <laughs> man, I can't. I love it though. It's like no, it's life just- for me.
0: It, it, and I think I, I, I was listening to something. I don't know if you're familiar with like the Joe Rogan podcast, but yep, Joe had, yeah, yeah, they had a couple. He always saying like, it had it gives you like little boosts of serotonin, mm-hmm. and it just like makes you happy. Just even like just going to Instagram and just seeing that one picture, it right. just like makes you happy. Or even like you post a picture and you're just looking, waiting for how many likes you're going to get. You're like, oh, okay, let's see how many, how many, how many people going to like this? How many people are going to repost? Right. Um, yeah. And even those, it's funny, those companies, those people that own these companies like Instagram, Facebook, that have children, they don't allow mm. their children to use their own products. I, right. That's, and that says something,
1: right? Right. Right. Give it to everybody else. Give it to the consumers to, to eat up. But my children here now, you know, because I'm pretty sure whoever owns these fast food chains, them kids are not eating fast food. <laughs> Is because they like son, daughter. You, you look at that. Look how they make this shit here. You don't <laughs> want to put that on your body. But daddy, why do you fit? listen? You see this big house, right? You see this big old car, right? I, <laughs> hey. you know, so yo,
2: just gotta educate the people, man.
0: Real tough. These are, these are real facts, though. Like it's it's so true how we we're swindled every day from like just from every McDonald's day. right? <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> I tell you, man, they do a great. I always say, like these companies
1: do a great job in marketing. That's why I'm like, I'm key on marketing. Like, look at the Apple product. Like, it it got people so hell bent on buying something with a bit off Apple, and uh, it got me. You know, I'm I. I, mm-hmm. I it, it crossed, but not because of that marketing. I, I'm, I'm smart like, but I just got it because I, I needed it for a certain thing that I was mm-hmm. doing. But other than that, man, the, the marketing McDonald's do and all these big name companies do, man, it's just, it, it got people and people just can't get enough
0: of it. But, you know, great job today marketing, man. You know, fire. <laughs> like, immediately when COVID hit, you had, like, I was sitting down and I was I was waiting and I was like, okay, what's going to happen? Because these restaurants have to pivot their marketing to fit COVID because people are not coming in the restaurant no more. So how are they gonna do it? Immediately. So Red Lobster. So Red Lobster, is was like, oh, we got pickup,
2: <laughs> We got yeah, this. We,
0: oh, Red Lobster. Have a, good, have a good time at home. I was uh-huh. like, okay, I see y'all.
1: I see y'all. <laughs> uh-huh. You got more and more of these companies going on. These um door-to-door services, these door dashes, grub hubs. There's new ones that pop up. I saw a new one the other day. I'm like, what the hell is this? I went on there and they had some high-like selections. So I'm like, oh, man, they, they killing the people now. Like, you ain't got to go nowhere now. Like, I get restaurants. You know, but also that hurts the, you know, the, some of the businesses, right? And they get mad at Jeff Bezos for Amazon. But I'm like, yo, he created something that's conveniency convenience for all you people, you know, for everybody. So y'all can't get mad at him talking about, oh, how he's, you know, he's eating off of this, these times. I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. Like, that's that's his business model. That's his, what, he, what he built Amazon for. He's so, a guy like this and that company, of course, is going to thrive and make more money. Y'all at home. It's like. People don't really get that as far as like the business acumen of what that entails. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 this is a perfect time of topic. people is a perfect time to do your entrepreneurial shit, man,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: everybody's at home and uh, they, they, they're just looking for something, you know, whether, it don't matter what you're doing, you know, as long as you market it right and there's a target audience for you because everybody's home on a cell phone. So, yeah, man, there's no excuse for people in COVID if you're entrepreneurial. Yeah. No excuse. One
0: hundred percent. I agree with you. One hundred percent. There's shirts I brought on, on online just because I saw a Instagram ad, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's dope. Let me get that. Right. Let me grab that. <laughs> and, and and then to your other point about you know Amazon, it's funny. I was talking about the you know USPS, the United States Postal Service, versus mm-hmm. Amazon. I was like, think about it. Amazon will get you a package. You literally click on that thing. That sh- that shit will be to you either the next day or two days after. It will be to you two days after. But yep. it might be to you the next day. And think about I was getting these shirts and these clothes and you know, people are using just a USPS because it's like local local entrepreneurs. And it'll take them like a week, two weeks. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's happening here? <laughs> like, it, <laughs> it, like I'm so I was so I'm so like used to Amazon bringing them a package like like that that right. these like long wait times, I'm like, what is happening? Like, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: You guys, so you got spoiled, Drew. You. You're like, yeah. yo, you know what?
0: <laughs> you got that Prime got got my life at a different level. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, for, for that, what? 14? What? What? Eight? Nine? Whatever they price is, they get you like, right. I think it's like 14. I was like, I was like, okay, 14. dollars I got to pay shipping ever. Ever. Get, I, yeah, depending on like how much stuff, I guess that that it already pays for itself. Right. Like, right. Like, okay. Yep. Shout out to Jeff Bezos. He got you. Oh, he, he knew, yeah, he, knew, <laughs> he he got me early too because I mean, when I was in college, I used to get uh books from Amazon. because oh, I it used to be better than getting it from Mars and Nobles because right. I used to be able to rent it from Amazon and then you get to send it back. When he right. started doing that, I was like, okay, cool. And then I started seeing them like grow. I was like, mm-hmm. damn. Yo, he monopolized the game, man. That's why all these stores
1: is going out of business. Cause Amazon took over everything everything like you you is by i would say in the next five years there is amazon is going to have their hand on everything technology wise like okay. they're they're already monopolizing the um they're already monopolizing retail that's that's already mm-hmm. done now you got they coming and they doing some of the deliveries now so they're getting their hands mm-hmm. in that so he's going to find a way to monopolize everything and man, that's why I was like, man, we get some stock on some Amazon, man, because uh, there's no there's no downfall. I don't see no decline in that anytime soon.
0: That's that's what we call um, a sure thing. <laughs> that's a sure thing, right? A sure thing, and a thousand with that. Exactly. Um. So going into kind of like your background, um, mm. the No advisory podcast. First of all, form, foremost, how did you start it? Um, what what made you want to go into this kind of realm? And then also you're also a clothing creator and mm-hmm. I I know you have um forgot what's the what's the brand called, but Creature I know you have apparel and it has mm-hmm. like the light bulb and I know I saw the pit the one with the pigeon. I saw the mm-hmm. new new joints coming out. That's mm-hmm. gonna be fire. And I saw um uh, what's called the Biggie shirts too, and I saw mm-hmm. like a couple people um were wearing it too. Um, so what kind of, first of foremost, what drove your entrepreneurial spirit? And then also, how did you get into these different kind of like realms of um, a creativity?
1: I mean, for me, man, come, you know, from Brooklyn, New York, and now we do is always hustle and bustle in Brooklyn, New York, you know, so I, I, I started out like very young. I remember my first, uh, when I, I was working and I used to sell like bootleg CDs. And I remember the um, sidekick. I don't know if you remember the sidekick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, man, I need that sidekick, man. How am I get that? I was like, this job ain't really paying me enough to, you know, finance that. So I was like, right, I'm going to sell bootleg CDs. And where I worked at, it was none but women. So I used to rack up on mm-hmm. r and CDs. So I used to be at my cubicle, busting them down. And when one time I made enough money, I went and bought my sidekick cash. You know, so I was like, "Aye." Right. So I always had that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, even from a young age. So I was always had my hands in a pot, looking on what I can do next, or what I could do, and what I was good at doing, and able to, you know, um, just take my entrepreneurial um ship towards, you know, and spike it up, so to speak. So I just was like, "Man, I I'm good at a lot of things." So I first started out um with just doing the, like I, I started with the brand um, and I just started like doing minimal, minimal stuff. I didn't even know I had a thing for graphic design. Right. So mm. I just, started playing around with different programs on the computer and I was putting stuff together and I was like oh this is pretty dope and I was you know getting um advice from people you know how did I love it? and I was like, oh, that's dope so I'm like all right, so let me see what I could do and I started using third party sites in order to put stuff out so to make it I'm trying to compress it so you know to make mm-hmm. that long story short it was just um just me putting things together and and doing like logos and i turned it into it putting into shirts and it just you know branched out I was like you know what i'm gonna you know i i needed to brand it because i was always big on like branding so i i found the guy my man shout out to patrick he did the logos for me i got a the, he had he gave me a whole bunch of logos so i stuck with the kt one and the one with the bulb and i was like and i just put the kt with the bulb together and then you know from there it's just it, it, I, I started in 2010 you know it's 2020 Right. But I took like a three or four year hiatus because that's when I was, I moved, we moved to Virginia, then from Virginia, we moved to Charlotte. So during those periods of time, I wasn't, you know, head fast on doing the brand. So when I moved out here to Charlotte, I was like, how can I um, bring back the brand in a way where it can make a, a impact, you know, for the people out here in Charlotte? Because I know the, the demographics is different. They don't dress out. We dress in New York. So yeah. I'm like, we start a podcast. I'm like, if I start a podcast, I could wear the stuff on, on, on the show and then people are seeing. So I, I started the podcast and then the podcast took off and then I kind of lost track of the brand. And then it's <laughs> crazy because I connected, um, well, shout out my girl, Court. She got a brand called Carrots and Co. And I was like, and she used to do the video work for us. So I was like, yo, man, your line is dope. And I always support my people. So I used to buy her stuff. So I just asked her one day, like, yo, where do you, uh, like, who did your stuff? And she, you know, gave me the plug. So when she gave mm-hmm. me that plug, that. You know, took me that right. that my my light bulb went off, and I revamped the whole brand, and that's how that's how the the podcast and the brand and stuff came into fruition, came together, you know, and um, you know, the we, advisory we won a couple of awards, you know, shout out to mm-hmm. my crew, you know, and and creative thinking apparel is is booming now, is doing good, so you know, I'm just I'm thank God, you know, that I've TV giving me this God-given talent and I'm using it finally to its fullest potential. You know, cause like Jay-Z said, everybody has a God-given talent. You just got to tap into it and, and use it, you know? So I'm using it, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so as, as fellow podcaster, yes. what, what is your, what is your, what is, can you explain no advisory and can you explain like, kind of like where you guys are at as far as, you know, how do you guys come together because you're it's not just like I want everybody to know it's not just you it's <laughs> right. you got like a Rockefeller team with you like everybody, everybody come there's like what 12 12 I don't know it's like the Wu-Tang Clan you don't know how many there really is <laughs> right but it's a lot
1: <laughs> right <laughs> so let so we're going to compress it right because that that'd be a long drawn-out story so no advisory it started um in um in 2000 and was we going on four years and yeah we're going on four years in november so i mean it just started like as far as just the podcast is concerned it was it was i had a idea it was this guy that um he used to work with on um, power 98 called the crazy intern so when mm-hmm. i put and then it was this other girl um Um, she used to work at this radio station that I went to when she interviewed me for our clothing line. And I always had in the back of my mind, like, yo, if I was to ever do something, I would, you know, bring her aboard and the guy. So long story short, we had the first initial contact and, um, he couldn't do it. The guy, cause he was with contract on power 98. So I had to step in. So it was me, um, and my founder Merce and then his um girl and Shy, there was a the four originators. So we was like, we started in the crib, kicking in the crib with four hosts. Cause I wanted to do something where it was unorthodox. I always like mm-hmm. thinking outside the box. So I'm like, if you look generally look at podcasts, you never have like more than three people, right? Mm-hmm. So we started off with four people and then we eventually had like six people at one time, like on the mic and it was crazy like how are we doing that like so when people come to the show they're like damn like it's like it's like it's a gang of y'all with just six people so with me just how i think i was like okay once the podcast started doing what they're doing i was like well you know taking no advisory podcast and making no advisory a brand so i'm like it's bigger than just a podcast because i'm like you can go so Far, but so far we 're just doing one entity. you know it could take you places, but you know once you spread out, you could cover a lot more, and you'd be able you know to 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 gain a lot more. so I was like, okay let 's get correspondence you know for events, and so this way, the podcast crew could worry about the podcast, we got people that cover events, so this way, if we're doing a show and somebody invited us to do an event, we could cover both right, so we did that, so I was like, let me get that, let me." Um, then we started doing open mic. So I had a team for the open mic. They control that, but it's under no advisory. Then nonprofit, no under no advisory, this, that. So it was just like looking at it every time we come together, like Botron. It's like, all right, let's come yeah. together, you know, and it's still a lot more members that people don't see. So they, they saw about like 12, 13, but it's like 20, 23, four of us, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, so, and it's still growing. So it's just like, you know, no advisory you got the podcast but then there's no advisory the movement itself you
0: know so yeah man it's just you know it's growing thank god yeah so how do you keep how do you keep all those people motivated and like keep all those people on like the same like trajectory moving forward it's,
1: it's extremely hard there's a lot of a lot of communication some lack thereof some communicate more so than others but um and I always tell everybody, because I like to be um, as forward as possible sometimes to a certain extent. But, you know, for the most part, I tell people, you know, when you grow in a business, it's going to be people that's going to be there and there's going to be people, once you reach that plateau, that's not going to be there, right? So it's just trial and error when you're dealing with a lot of people. You know, fortunate for us, we only like core members, There was only two core members that we had lost um for the podcast. But other than that, um, I mean there's been a lot of movement moving parts, but like the core people has remained and we just are able to build on there. So it's just a lot of communication, man, honestly. Is it's, it's a headache when you dealing with different personalities because you know different people got different agendas and they uh see something you know, in a way that somebody else may not see it and people want to put the input and people want to be bosses. So it's just constant communication and just knowing that, okay, we all, I know that we all have different goals and aspirations, but as far as if we're under the no advisory umbrella, we all got a common goal. So we know that whatever, no advisory, wherever it takes us is going to individually whatever you guys want to do is going to take you guys there too so as long as we all have that understanding that we all got to come together and do what's right for no advisory brand and you know that's how we able to stay stable and able to grow and it's just you know communicating with everybody and making sure we're on the same page that's it it's hard i ain't gonna say it ain't hard but <laughs> <laughs> extremely hard but
0: for the most so we- part when you're doing like your marketing and stuff like that, since you have this one brand that's a you know clothing line, then you have no advisory, which is you call which is a movement, which has it had its own like subcategories within itself. Mm. How do you kind of like sustain your marketing? Do you have people that work for? Do you do it personally, or do you kind of like spread the wealth amongst everything? Like, how do you push? Mm. I guess push your information out to people so they can like come come to you guys. I mean,
1: for the most part, um, I do about ninety nine, ninety five, ninety nine between a percent of the no advisory marketing, and um, and yeah, it's it's crazy. It, I mean, because for me, it's like I didn't. It's a skill set that I didn't know I had. Like I said, I I try to utilize all my skill sets, all my talent. You know, so you like. With anything, right, you your own person and you know what you want for your brand, right? So with anything, I know how aesthetically I want things to look and I know how I want to put it out. So I kind of take onus and out of myself in doing that because um, if you have like outside people to to do, do something to do it, their vision may be totally different from what you want it. do Mm -hmm. so if you have that skill set to do it I mean you just gotta take that on on the brunt of your shoulders black I'm gonna do this but for the most part I got different entities that work different transgressions as part as far as the 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 brand is concerned like training day is a different group that uh market that I just may give insight but they do that and then we got another segment called Rhyme and Drive um a crew handles that the podcast um for the most part they handle somewhat of it but i took back control of doing the whole marketing but um it's it's it's, it's a tedious task I, I i enjoy it for the most part mm-hmm. because i like to see okay i know i put this out and just to see how it came into fruition so i take gratification in that but um yeah i mean it's different people that handles a lot of the different things but for the most part it's it's me
0: you know in a nutshell so the Trinity day charlotte part have you have you witnessed anybody in in that realm kind of like come up through the ranks that you didn't expect to from you know starting that training day and then kind of blowing up um i mean see i'm I'm biased i I love all
1: my artists that come through there man like right. we got like a family atmosphere we all like they we be in a group chat every day, maybe playing ball getting together, you know so with the training day is like I want all of the artists that come through there to, to, to blow. Right. So we kind of use our no advisory network and we funnel it through the training day with DJs or personalities, or, you know, just anybody that th- that's in the know because Charlotte has an abundance of talent, right? So mm-hmm. it's different artists that go to, they feel comfortable going to different places. So, but a lot of these um, showcases stuff that these artists go to, the people generally don't care about the artists. They just want their money and that's it. You know, so when people come to training, day, they're like, yo man, I love coming here because you guys are about the artists. And cause I used to be an artist back in my day. So I know what it takes and I know what I can provide in the networks that I built to provide for these guys and make it an artist based thing, man. So, um, yeah, shout out to all my guys. I want all my guys on training day to make it. There's a lot of talent, super talented. I, I mean, granted there are certain artists that are top tier more so than the other artists but we don't treat the top tier people any less or any more than the bottom everybody is equal when a training day you know that's how i like to keep it and some of the artists like you know i am. i'm like well nah you can't do that because they try to think they big release. nah don't do that you know everybody here is equal you know either uh, you know pull some of them down to the level like don't do that you ain't this guy so don't act mm-hmm. like that but you know man shout out to all my guys over there in training day man I love those guys man it's an awesome movement and um you know it's just something you know for the Carolinas something else something to know about young brother
0: so as as you said you're you're re-ramping your brand as far as your clothing line is concerned mm-hmm. um like anything coming that you can speak about a little bit and why you chose to kind of like take this time to kind of like revamp it um
1: I yeah I mean it's a it's a lot of things you know um shout out to my girl Ms. Ford um she's my creative director she kind of well she changed the whole look and aesthetics of the brand and and she's like I I'm, I'm very keen on how I want my stuff to look so for me sometimes I got to take a step back and just let her be creative with that because that's what she does you know mm-hmm. so uh with the brand I was just like I just I know that I got something because I know I, you know before when I was doing and I was you know making you know good money I was like hey mine you go to my account and pick some money you know so
2: that's when I know I was
1: doing it. All right you know what I mean but um you know just bringing it back just because it's my baby so it was like um at this point in time because of the cold COVID thing it kind of open my eyes more like, yo, why did I stop doing this? Because people are really generally interested in, in buying a brand and they, the feedback has been nothing but positive, you know? So, um, she's out right now back in New York. So we got a couple of, um, well, cause of COVID, we can't really do the necessary things we want to do as far as like on the ground. So we got to just kind of set everything up virtually, like just changing the look and making sure, you know, the products and stuff is in place. So when, Op. When, you know, the world opens back up, we're able to hit these, um, we got this thing called like beauty con and these fashion yeah. outlet stuff like that, that, um, she has ties to that we able to get in there and, you know, bring the brand to a forefront, you know? So we, every, right now we're just cleaning everything up, getting everything in order, you know, getting in orders as they come and building up that capital. So when we able, everything open back up, we're able to make that push. So,
0: so as far as their kind of the whole entrepreneur, are you like full time entrepreneur or do you have a day job too?
1: Right now, full time, man. I'm, I'm, and, and I, I, I saw this thing with, um, with, um, Steve Harvey, right? And he was like, sometimes you just gotta jump, right? Because a lot of times people, when they, they get content and they, and they get comfortable, you know, working a job and clocking in, and, you know, it's just, is, it's, it's stable, right? Because everybody needs money, got paid bills and things of that nature. And I get it, you know, but if you got that entrepreneurial spirit, you just, you gotta, you gotta jump, man. And then that forces you to make this work, right? To make your entrepreneurship work because you like, bills got to get paid and, you know, you got families and stuff you got to provide for. So, um, you know, for the most part, it's, I've been fortunate enough to come across stuff to main, to keep me maintained, while I don't have to go to work. And once I hit that plateau, I'm like, okay, let me refocus. Let me come up with a new strategy to m- really make my entrepreneurship work. Cause the plan is I don't want to work no more. You know, that's the plan, mm-hmm. you know, and my wife, she's now about to start her own business with her friend, you know, so that's going to, going to fruition so you know it's just man just i tell people all the time and people ask me now, like how do you do it i just you know take a leap of faith man and you have to you have to be put in a position where you
2: force to make yes. it work that's mm-hmm. it yeah the
0: um, pressure makes diamonds pressure that's makes tough. diamonds yeah sure um, it does we can go to the next segment which is the shots fired
1: Shots fired, blagga
0: mm-hmm. blaga. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's funny how that name became, came about. I was doing, I was literally, this is probably my episode number three or four or something like that. One of my friends I used to work with, and she's, her episode's crazy. If you ever want to listen to this, Toya, she, she actually, and during the interview, she's just like, you know, I have like the ability to, like, she, an empath. So she can predict what's happening with people or if people's feeling a certain way or if things about to happen to somebody, she can predict. And she's done it like throughout her life from when she was little. So right. it was crazy. It just came out like that. But when we, was, we, was doing, I was making up these questions and I was like, I really don't have a name for this section. She was like, call shots fire. And then after that, I was like, Oh, that's dope. Oh because I, it just says exactly what it is. It's like, it's like quick, Like let's, let's do it. Right. But yeah. But yeah, if you I'm ever get to... Again. Toya, I'm going
1: to listen to that episode. Which Toya. episode
0: was it? Toya versus the World. I think it's... uh, I'm not even going to front. I don't even know this, this episode. But it's like one of my first like five episodes. One of the first... All right, I'm going to check it out. What's her name? Toya. Toya. Okay. I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check that out. It was wild. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... she's like, yeah, you know, I could... I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Toya. Shout out to Toya. Um... All right, so this is shots fired. Um, first question is what's your favorite color? Blue, what's no, I'm lying, sport?
2: red and black. Okay, what's your favorite sport? Basketball. Okay, um, what's your favorite movie? Um, Loving Basketball. And what movie do you hate to love?
1: Movie I Hate to Love. Yeah, people clown um, you because you movie. Romeo and Juliet. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, babe. My wife laughing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one place you want to visit? Um,
1: Mal Maldives. if that's the one. Yeah. right put me on to that.
0: Place you uh, would go in the apocalypse?
1: Place I would go in the apocalypse?
2: Africa. No question. Okay.
0: Would you prefer to travel forward in time or
2: back in time? Back in time. Okay.
0: Who is your celebrity crush?
1: Celebrity crush. I don't got one now, but it was Ashanti.
0: Okay. Smart movie. That was my um, baby.
1: <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> Favorite type of music? Favorite type R&B. Okay. Favorite artist. And when I don't have, it doesn't have to be a musical artist. It could be anybody that their art provokes emotion to you. So it could be a dancer. It can be, you know, a, a painter. It could be a graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. Right. That's easy. Nice. Okay, you send a lot Jay Z quotes and then you choose Nas. I, I'm kind of disappointed, Listen, but I'm, I go through that a lot. Stop, <laughs>
1: stop.
0: Why are you from Brooklyn and like Nas?
1: That's just my man. I just I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, what song would describe your life? Shit. What song would describe my life? Mm-hmm. God damn. <laughs> Whew. Shit. I don't damn. What song would describe my life? Ah, uh, babe, what song would describe my life? I'm, I'm using my lifeline. Here you go, lifeline. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. good we'll, question. let we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, that one. let we'll, <laughs> we'll skip that one. Um, what song would be looped in hell? Would be looped in hell? Looped in your hell, yeah. <laughs> Jesus walks. <laughs> Who would you change places with for one day? Change places with for one day? Mm -hmm. Probably my wife. Okay. Um, What would be the name of your autobiography? The Life and Times of CEO McLean. Okay. If you
0: had to be handcuffed to someone for a month, who would it be?
1: Handcuffed to somebody for a month, (laughs) who would it be? Who would it be?
0: It'll
2: probably be my man Dave. You see, okay. he keep me company.
0: If you had a talk show, who would be your first guest, alive or
2: dead, and what would be the first question you ask them? Um, my first guest, uh, it will, it would be Jay. It would be Ho. it yeah, would be Jay. He said, "What question I'll ask him?" Mm-hmm. I would, I would just be like, "Yo, how, how, how you, how you, how you." got so successful. What's the secret? Um what's one superpower we want to have? Superpower I want to have? Um indestructible. I wanna have the uh what's his name from Marvel? Um Cage Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool Man. Cage kill me. <laughs> uh what is what is one of your guilty pleasures? Chocolate. <laughs> Gets me every time. Okay, last question. What is your death row meal?
0: Last meal of life. I need an app, I need an entree, I need dessert.
1: The appetizer would be um maybe uh some some chocolate trickets or something like that. Um the main course will be uh shrimp. Shrimp my favorite shrimp uh yellow rice and shrimp. Mm-hmm. And um and you said what would be the what? The 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 dessert the dessert, mm-hmm. dessert chocolate cake. Okay. That that's the
2: ultimate meal right there. And take me away. <laughs> um Well um last so oh wait, first of all, that shot's fired.
0: Um so I'm gonna have I'm gonna have give you a choice here. Okay. So do you you want to do? Um, do you want to have a question or a segment about life, love, or laughter? Life,
1: love, or laughter? Let's go
0: mm-hmm. with laughter because I like the joke. All right. So the question for this one is: What is one thing that you could think of that puts a smile on your face, and why? Oh, my kids! Just
1: my, my yeah, my kids. And that's I mean that should be so explanatory. That's that's my offspring. You know, it's just watching them grow that always puts a smile, it should put a smile on anybody's face. So they're my kids.
0: So do you and this is a this is a wild question, but I always mm. want to know for men, when you had your first child, do you think you were ready? And what made yeah. you ready? Nah, I was I was
1: ready. We we planned. It was planned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I I did it because I was like, okay, if I have my child, first child this age. By the time he get that age, I'll still be at an age where I could go out there and play some ball and you know, and I'm I did it, you know. So we planned it out, you know? Everything was planned, except for our last child. Last child was a plant. That's why she's the best blessing of all. Oops.
2: (laughs) Shit, I just wife would tell you too. Shit.
0: All right. Um, so um mr mclean ceo mclean um yes, this, this is Drew versus the world again it was a pleasure yes um, thank but you thank for you having the, me the nuggets of information um that i think everybody should listen to definitely about entrepreneurs and how to kind of grow your business can you yes. give everybody your social media where they can find you and any upcoming events that you have going on yeah, man.
1: Just, uh, it's your boy, Seal McClain, No Advisory Podcast, man. Shout out to Drew versus the world, man. We finally got together and got this done. You know, a long time coming. I, you know, applaud you for everything that you're doing, bro. Let's keep it going, keep it moving, and keep it head fast, keep it strong. You can catch me at um, No Advisory Podcast. You can catch the crew there. There's No Advisory Podcast. The company is No Advisory CLT. Um, you can catch me on my personal page, Mr. CEO McClain. And you can catch the, um, the clothing line at Creative Apparel. So, you know, can't go wrong with either one of those four um, Instagram handles. And you can catch you no know, advisory and CEO McClain and everybody else. Bang, bang.
0: <laughs> Again, I appreciate you, man. Um, last thing we do here on the Drew of World podcast, which is going to be um, very, like, hilarious to me because I want to hear how you say it. I'm going to yeah. say the catchphrase, and the catchphrase is love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> Love, peace, and chicken grease. And that's all it is. <laughs> and this has been another episode of Drew vs. The World. All right, Joe